much time do you want? All your progress. Progress. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Clatter Chatter on Things That Matter, the podcast that is intellectually engaging, theologically reflecting, encouraging sociologically, imagining ways in which we can live. Thank you for spending this short amount of time with us. We promise you that you will not regret a moment of it. Shout out to Trevor Smith and V.J. Herbert for commissioning this fantastic music to get our minds going on things eternal, positive, and fulfilling life's purposes. Friday, October the 6th, 2023. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, Suicide Awareness Month, all kinds of awareness month, Indigenous People uh, Month, Voodoo, Hoodoo Month, Hoodoo Recognizing Month. You know, Hoodoo was part of the practices that was native to the African, that, that the African culture that the founder of the Church of God in Christ used. You know, the burning of the sage and the and the chantings and all of that, that African spirituality, that great black magic, if you will. Dr. Hayes, come on, greet everybody. What you got to say? I'm just listening and trying to learn. I, I, I'm happy to be here, and so let me greet you with the love and joy of Jesus. Yeah. And we're ready to engage in whatever way you see fit. Well, you know, I I got so many thoughts, uh, and my thoughts are all over the place, and pretty much I probably need to hone them in. I I really, you know, I'm struggling a whole lot. I woke up earlier this week realizing that I didn't know who my state senator was, and that to me is a big deal, Um, and it has everything to do with politicians rather than public servants. And I was really upset with me by not knowing this particular fact and then wondered, well, how am I civically engaged? Where is my role? And so I've dusted off my community organizer hat and hopefully we can organize, strategize, and mobilize for a lot of reasons, Dr. Hayes, because part and parcel is this. I don't want my voting rights to be repealed or replaced And given the great history of what we're seeing uh, recently and what's going on politically right now, 2024 might be the end of the Voting Rights Act of 1965. And it's scary because that act solidified my mother's right to vote, a black woman, and my dad could vote with the uh, 15th Amendment but Jim Crow came around. And so I woke up a couple of days ago with this reaction saying, what am I doing? I can't just sit back and look at the news and even do a podcast about recapitulating everything that's going on. What am I supposed to do? 
And I had a dream. And in this dream, I was like, I woke up and I said, God, why you do this? Why I got to do this? And, and so who knows what Tuesday, October 10th will reveal, but we're meeting at my university, one of the universities where I'm employed and, um, we'll see. And it's not about partisan politics. It's really about mobilizing a community of folks to not sit back and take it anymore. And I have some particular quotes here. Um, go ahead and and and, and, and hey, we ain't. I, you know, here Fanny Lohama is. She said we have a long fight, and to, and this fight is not mine alone. But you are not free, whether you are white or black, until I'm free. That's what Fannie Lou Hamer said. And then Cesar Chavez says, preservation of one's culture does not require contempt or disrespect for other cultures. Chief Standing Bear, who's known all over the state of Nebraska and has, and all over the nation actually, but in, in particular Nebraska, Chief Standing Bear says that, that hand is not the color of yours, but if I pierce it, I shall feel pain. If you pierce your hand, you also feel pain. The blood that will flow from mine will be the same color as yours. I am a man. God made both of us. And here's Harvey Milk. It takes no compromise to give people their rights. It takes no money to respect the individual. It takes no political deal to give people freedom. It takes no survey to remove repression. And and here is Reverend Dr. Kata Geneva Cannon. Even when they call your truth a lie, tell it anyway. And of course, Shirley Chisholm, if they don't give you a seat at the table, bring a folding chair. And so in, in honor of, I don't know if John Lewis, who my daddy did some community organizing with while they were marching on the Edmund Pettus Bridge and in Alabama, I don't know if those guys up in the ethereal realm are pulling at me to say, girl, you better get out here in these streets. But I'm feeling this thing, Dr. Hayes, and it is the work that my soul requires. That's another quote of uh, Reverend Dr. Katie Geneva Cannon. Um, and so here we are. And, and then I said, you know what? I'll be 55 years old. I'm a senior citizen. What am I supposed to do out here in these streets? And then it hit me, if you ain't in these streets, who, who, who is? And so it's like this both ends. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm Generation X at this crossroads. I'm a senior citizen, but I think my mind is young enough to inform the minds of, of the Generation Z and, and still kind of close to the millennials and still kind of, in touch with baby boomers and, and, and the silent generation. And so it's like, boy, Dr. Hayes, and then not to have a speaker of the house. And, and I was talking to one of my colleagues, my, the chair of the department of sociology the other day. I said, um, Dr. Uh, Susan, here, here's the thing. I'm telling the students to don't miss this moment in time. Because your grandkids are going to ask you questions. Where were you? And the students looking all glazed eyed at me and stuff. And I said, I mean it. Listen to me. I'm not playing part of partisan politics. 
I need you all to pay attention because when your grandkids, and it might not even, you may not even have kids, say your great niece and nephews or your neighbor's kids might come up and ask you questions. I had questions to ask my daddy and them about why would anybody ignite fire hoses on people and unleash dogs? I couldn't, that couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around it, Dr. Hayes. And my daddy would say, you know what? You, we got a water hose in the garden. Now imagine that fire hose with the pressure. The intent was to pull the skin off. Who in their right mind, Dr. Hayes? I never forgot that they left an indelible mark. I couldn't have been more than in the fourth grade asking questions. And my parents lived that stuff. So I want these young people. Go ahead. Dr. Cooper, all all of that cruelty was the point. Cruelty is the point. But the thing that troubles me is this um, repelling nature of difference. I I don't when especially among so-called Christians or people of faith or even people who are spiritually aware, all you have to do is look around you and see that diversity was the intent of whoever created all of this. Diversity is divine. And as you said earlier, it doesn't matter what your culture is. Every culture is legitimate because that is those people's experience of one another, their environment, and their history. And these things should be celebrated, not destroyed. And so the very ones who call themselves Christians who want to homogenize uh, the world and say that anybody who's not like them is illegitimate, they need to be eradicated. And I don't, I don't say kill them, but they need to be moved off the scene of public discourse because their mind is not functioning with them. And when you live in a world of diversity, what is wrong with you that you think you can change the direction of the universe to conform to your narrow-minded ways of thinking? Somebody who thinks that way is is really what we used to say off the rocker. They're not they're not thinking straight, and they have become drunk uh, off their own ways of being. So I know it's hard for me to 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 wrap my mind around this whole thing of states' rights and uh, using a manipulation like gerrymandering to keep people from being free to decide what their community needs. I'm not saying your community needs this. I'm not saying your community has to accept it. But in my community, 
This is what we need. This is what we like. This is how we live. And for you to totally ignore it and really try to obfuscate um, a, a particular culture's way of being says a lot about who you are. And I think we I think maybe it's time to do away with states' rights. Maybe it's time to really become the United States of America, where we all operate off of the same ethic and the same idealism of, of liberty and freedom for all. And if that is not who we are or who we strive to be, we need to just take it down. We need to quit repeating it. We need to quit lifting it up as though it were the guiding light of all that we do. I, I don't know. I, you know, and the things I'm saying will be hard, hard pressed for anybody to really bring to pass, but I think it's something that needs to be talked about, thought about. It's, it's very, yeah. it's very important because as you were talking, I was, con I was, you know, thinking about this, um, legislative lobbying group. The acronym is ALEC, A-L-E-C, and it'll come to me in a moment, but I mentioned this in my class. They were the ones who really pushed this whole, um, prison industrial complex and and these states would have the same uh, bills, the same language in the bills, every state. And so we're saying that right now uh, in terms of the ban on gender um, care, uh, et cetera, and, and all of these states who, uh, who have come together to coalesce, because you can't tell me every Every politician is saying the exact same thing. You know what I mean? It's like this lobbying group who, who's written this policy, because I used to write policy too, they, they're writing these policies and then mailing them out or emailing them, and, and they've got these Manchurian candidates just reading what's already been dictated by whatever lobbying arm that is. And, um, and so all these states are saying the same thing. And so what you were saying in in we we need to not decentralize anymore something needs to come back because we have manchurian candidates those just pawns uh who are building up their own um platforms for personality rather than representing the people and i also just was thinking about this is so insidious um, that just the other day I was listening to a newscast where they were talking about Uganda, where they are punishing uh, uh, up to 20 years imprisonment for being gay. And, and what they were tracing, this reporter was from the UK, and what he was saying is that there was this evangelical arm uh, in the United States propelling Uganda because they have missionized or or not even missionized but sort of manipulated this the the mindset and used money as the carrot to dangle in in communities and nations that that need resources and so it becomes like are you all kidding me for real that that you 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 are you feel that 
passionate about exclusion. And and what is that? Why why would you carry that in your heart? How can you occupy, how can your bandwidth in your brain remember that you don't like something? You know, that to me is just baffling. Even that you don't like it, that you have a right to destroy it. You know, go to your corner. Mm-hmm. You don't have to deal with that person, but you don't have to destroy them. Mm-hmm. And that, that you know, that mindset is what baffles me and to and to and to put at put bring to bear the sum total of your energies in life to the destruction of a marginalized group again that's crazy <laughs> that's insane dr hayes as that in creation there is this diversity which i mentioned earlier and to de- decide within yourself that everything has to has to conform, that puts you at odds with everything that comprises the world in which we live. A squirrel can't be a rabbit. A squirrel can't be a rabbit. A dog can't be a cat. Lion can't be a tiger. A rhino can't be a giraffe. Homogeneity. I think that you could really wipe out from the face of the earth anything. <laughs> I mean, you have you're gonna start a fight over here, but what you gonna do about over there? You you'll never you'll never be able. There are some. Um, things that have become extinct. But there's always, again, something else to take its place. And because of, that's the nature of, nat- of nature. And the circle of life. The circle of life. And so... And life forms beget life forms. And so... I think it's a it's a... Exercise in futility. We need to do away with the Electoral College because I don't see where Southern states have ever come around to integrating within this nation. They still want to hold their ways of thinking and being uh, that is contrary uh, to to the whole total body politic. I don't think they should be allowed to have an edge because they think differently. We all think differently. And we all like to do certain things that we like to do. But I don't get it. I don't get an extra edge because of it. Well, Dr. Hayes, you said a whole lot. And um, really the origins of the that whole electoral college was to uh, offer population control in terms of voting. So when you have your more populous states like a New York or California who pay more in federal taxes than states like um, Arizona, uh, uh, Alabama, uh, Arkansas or Idaho pay more in state taxes, but they still have the same 
amount of state uh, U.S. Congress people or or U.S. senators. So it doesn't matter if I, I meant to say U, uh, U.S. senators, not uh, representatives. But every every state in the union has two U.S. senators. And so if we got rid of the Electoral College, we would also need to consider, well, should heavily populated states have more in terms of uh, U.S. senators, knowing fully well that here we are um, in 2023 and we've only had 12 black U.S. senators. Three of the 12 were black women, the first black woman elected to the United States Senate in, in 1992, I believe, was Carol Mosley Braun from Illinois, the second U.S. senator uh, that's female elected was uh, Senator Kamala Harris, and the third one is the newly appointed Senator uh, LaFonza Butler. So we've only had three women and 12 black folks in total. We had more senators in the United States Senate during Reconstruction than at any other time. Also in the U.S. House of Representatives uh, during Reconstruction than in, at any other time. And so, you know, I just wonder if we if we can imagine and maybe through the atmosphere we can, I love this expression that you shared because I think we're going to call this podcast Off the Rocker. Uh, um, there are some crazies uh, in this world, uh, in particular, that's geographically located in the United States. And I'm not saying uh, in terms of mental health uh, issues, but I'm talking about evil crazy, that kind of evil, maniacal, um, um, crazy that thought it was okay to lynch people and, and go to the lynch parties as a lynch mob and their Sunday go to meet and finest to have a picnic, which means pick a nigga. That's crazy right there. I don't care how you slice it. How in the hell can you do this? These are the people who, with their Protestant ethic, could go and kill folks and eat their snacks while somebody is hanging from a tree. Feel nothing. Feel nothing. nothing. Off the rocker. Off the rocker. But here we are epigenetically. Their great-grandchildren are in Congress or in the state houses or wearing the blue uniforms. You can't tell me that mutated DNA is not stronger today than ever before. Can't tell me because we 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 talk about trauma. What about that stuff that 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 folks carry that they saw that you can't unsee, and how that alters the mind? So maybe that's where we got folks off the rocker because now we're seeing what happened epigenetically living out in living color, and and it don't make sense to those who of us who got a sense of sanity. But you can't, when that mutation hit, it's like me carrying a sickle cell anemia trait. If I'm in an area where there's malaria, I'm good. (laughs) But because I'm not in a malaria-prone area, the mutation of my cells sickles. And, and, you know, I I could have had a child to develop sickle cell anemia. But these mutations that happen, um, they live. They don't alter. They, They stay in you. In your mind, in your body, in your soul. 
How now, that? Talk about annihilating those groups of people who have a genetic malfunction because they too need to be treated with respect and kindness. And I think that I, I cannot give evil for evil um, because then I perpetuate and multiply that whole thing so that we have to continue to combat um, this uh, genetic malfunction by the Bible says overcoming evil with good. That's what I'm afraid that we're we're beginning to be sucked into this kind of behavior, uh, where we want to treat people, you know, in violent and ugly ways. When that will not solve the problem, that will not solve the problem. Um, so that's that that's my. My mantra will be continue to love people, listen to people, uh, be empathetic with people's uh, misery and suffering. Because you never know if and when the time will come when you find yourself in that same situation and you will need someone to be, have compassion on you. And there we have it, Dr. Hayes. That's a person who's still on the rocker, not off. It has been a privilege, a pleasure, and an honor to have you join in with us today. Remember that everything will be all right until we meet again stay safe and well